and welcome to Living Proof, the teaching ministry of Joseph Castile. We encourage you to listen to today's message over and over again so that the Word of God will be in your spirit. Be a blessing, share it with your friends, and we pray that you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We also invite you to visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. I'm preaching better than you're shouting now. <laughs> Great leadership. Numbers chapter 14, verse 12. Very interesting. When, when I think about leadership, I always go back to, to thinking about Joshua and Caleb. That generation that conquered mountains, that went into the promised lands. Because I believe that every one of us, we have a promised land in our life. How many of you know the Bible talks about a high calling? If you have a high calling, that means you also have a low calling. And if you have a low calling, that also means you have a medium calling. So I want to reach, and I want us all to reach, our high calling, our full potential. Some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. I would like to aim for the 100-fold. I want to be a 100-fold preacher and a 100-fold person. I lost 100 pounds, and I tell people I'm going down to 180. I will be 180, and I will fight, and I will continue to wrestle with my demons. I will wrestle with my habits. I will wrestle with my appetites. I will wrestle with my will, and I will get down to 180 pounds. Just to say to the world and to the devil, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now I might go back up to 250 and just settle, because my wife likes a little... My wife likes a little love handle. She's, my wife says, just keep a little bit on you. Keep the girls away. Hallelujah. But I am determined in my spirit to go down to 180 because the devil has told me it's impossible. I've been ra- I was fat since I was born, pretty much. I mean, I'm actually about seven or eight years old. It's a long story. But I was abused, forced to eat. I was cut with knives. My, my stepfather used to cut me with knives. And I was ma- he would make me kneel on popcorn seeds uh, and hold up dictionaries with both my hands. So I'd have these big, heavy dictionaries, and I had to hold them up with my hands while I'm kneeling on popcorn seeds. And if my arms would be would get tired, and of course they get tired, if my elbow would bend, he would take the belt and he would beat me. And he would do this to train me to eat french fries with a full hand. So instead of eating one fry at a time, like most kids do, he made me eat fries like this. So I had to take them like this, and then he'd say, dip in the ketchup. He would buy me two Big Macs, at six years old, two Big Macs, large fries, and he would force me to eat or beat me. And he would cook a dozen eggs, 12 eggs. I don't eat eggs today. The reason I don't eat eggs is because I hate eggs because of what he did to me. Uh, He would cook a dozen eggs, and he would make me eat all the eggs until I was throwing up. And if I wouldn't eat 12 eggs, I'd get back on the popcorn seeds. He cut me with a knife. He would burn me. He would put me on the stove with fire, burn me uh, with the fire. And he beat me with nunchucks. He used to have these spiked nunchucks, these Bruce Lee nunchucks. You unscrew them, and there's like, not spikes, but studs on them. And he would beat me with the nunchucks, six, seven years old, if I didn't eat fast and if I didn't eat a lot. So this is why I hate eggs, and this is how I got fat. So I've been fat since I was seven or eight years old. But so growing up from seven or eight, nine, ten, you always see yourself as a big person. So 
the devil has this kind of developed a mindset in me that I'm a big guy. And my nickname in the street was called Big Ride, that I'm a big guy. So there's this kind of enforced thing in my life that I'm a big guy. So just to let the devil know everything that he's done for me, God's going to turn around from the good. I'm determined to get down to 180. Amen. Hallelujah. I took a break for a year now, or now it's pushing a year and three months. I've been stabilizing. I'm 178 kilos. I was 225 kilos when I started. I'm 178 now. But I'm determined to get all the way down. It's about that time to get that next hundred. But you see, I can't live my life avoiding my issues. I can't live my life avoiding my imperfections. If I'm going for greatness, I have to attack every area of my life where I have defeat. Amen. Everything the devil sowed, I have to sow new seeds. And the only way to do that is through the word of God. So we get to Numbers chapter 14, we see there's a generation that believed the report of the, of, of the devil. That, you know, you're never going to lose weight for me. You're always going to be this way. I thought I was going to have, I, I thought I was going to, my mother died from AIDS. My mother see, contracted the AIDS we don't cocaine. see the miracle power The devil told me for years, is because AIDS, our belief AIDS, system is Finally, I got an AIDS test like two years ago. And I was like, I didn't have AIDS. And I was like, I felt so good. It was such a weight off my shoulder. Because the devil told me for years, you have AIDS, you have AIDS, you have AIDS. My father was shot and killed. He died when he was 36. My mother died at 38. The devil told me, I'm not going to make it past 36. I'm not going to make it past 36. Now I'm pushing 40. Hallelujah. So amen. Praise God. How to but every one of us, we have when these lies that the devil tries to say, you're going to have the same problem as your mother, the same problem as your father, the same problem as that, oh, you heard that, Pastor Felt, well, you're going to fall too. And these lies Yours that the devil tries to plant, and the only way that we can overcome these lies is by the, putting in the righteous seed, the pure seed of the word of God. And as that seed grows up, the, the, the things that the enemy has planted begins to be pushed out. So here we have a generation that believed the lies of the enemy. And this is what the Lord said about them and told Joshua and Caleb in 1412. And, and, this, the, and the theme of this, this workshop and this conference is greater. He says, I will smite them that believe the bad report. I will smite them with pestilence. I will disinherit them. And I will make of thee a greater. You see, some of us will walk into greater destinies that, that didn't even belong to us, but we were inherited somebody who aborted theirs. He said, you will walk into a greater nation and a mightier than they were supposed to. They were supposed to be great. They were supposed to be mighty, these children of God, the children of Israel. But because they believed the report of the enemy, because they didn't want uh, to face their giants, and because they were intimidated to tackle these issues, he said, okay, I will disinherit them, but I will make you not great and mighty like I planned to make them, but I'm going to make you greater, and I'm going to make you mightier. Great leadership is what I'm after. Great leadership is about moving past the Christian fundamentals of the death, burial, and the resurrection and moving into reigning. Great leadership is about reigning in your life, reigning in your finances, reigning in your disciplines, reigning in your character, reigning in your habits. Some people, one person in my church said, man, what's wrong with Pastor Joey? He's like a military. This is like the military. This ain't like a church. Because 
I don't want to see, in a, you know, cords going across the middle of the, the floor. I said, no, push the cords to the back of the floor, tie them up in twist ties, and line them up against behind the curtain so I don't see them. I don't want to see nothing on here, but I want to see it look like this. Flowers, just like he does. I want it to look like this. They said, why are you so picky? Spirit of excellence. Our service starts at 1030. I said, look, I don't care if there's nobody there. You get up there and start singing at 1030. Because God blesses excellence. And we have to do everything that we do with the best excellence that we can. And, you know, and I'm not perfect. The first time I had a big conference in my church, we had a big conference. We had about 800 people, my first conference ever. And and we promoted it. I printed out 10,000 flyers. I went on the streets. I went to 80 embassies passing out flyers for our conference. I got Ralph, the, the, the ambassador. His name was Ralph, the ambassador of Jamaica to come. I got the ambassador of Ghana to come. I got all the ambassadors. I went to the embassies, invited ambassadors. I got about 600, 800 people to come to our first conference. And I got in trouble because there was a traffic mess. And the Koreans said to me, how come you don't have leaders? Because we were using a Korean church. How come you don't have leaders? Well, I didn't know how to train up leaders. So I didn't, you know, so I, you know, so I, I don't know what to answer. I'm like, I don't know, you know. And they said, how come you don't have parking lot attendants? Who's directing the traffic? I was like, oh, I don't know. And, like, and, and you know, I said, well, I said, well, I'm taking care of the pastors, the guest pastors. He said, how come you're, why, you're taking care of the guest pastors? You should be in prayer, praying, and in the word. Well, aren't, your, aren't your members taking care of the pastors, picking them up and dropping them off and getting them? And I was like, no, I'm doing everything. You see, I was rebuked, but I began to learn from that. And if you can't take rebuke, If you can't adjust and you can't learn, you can't be greater. We have to be able to get feedback, look at our faults. We have to judge. I remember me and Bishop Greg were talking about, I I made a comment about something at at one church. He said, don't be so judgmental. And I said, no, you got my judgmental wrong. The Bible says a spiritual man, and we talked about this, a spiritual man judges all things. Doesn't it say that? Spiritual man judges all things. When we talk about not being judgmental, that means don't be condescending. But I judge everything. I judge, you know, did I dress right? Did I deliver right? Did the altar call transition go right? How about the music? You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen. Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD set. Music, you know, this and that, you know, did I hit that point? Was I too hard on that person? Was I, I judge everything that I do because we're in a pursuit of excellence. 
How's my breath, honey? This is cologne too strong. Did I put too much cologne on? Because I, I, I'm in a pursuit of excellence. And we, as the children of God, should be pursuing excellence in all that we do. Amen. Hallelujah. Good success. There's, the Bible says in Joshua, he said, meditate in the word of God. Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at Joshua. And please let me know how my timing is doing, guys. Because I, I, I'm, I'm just flowing. And I have like 20 pages of notes and I haven't got past the very first sentence. I got 25 minutes left. So we are not going to get to finish this today. But let's take a look at Joshua. And this is going to get... Now, the, the, the core message that I'm tr- I want to deliver today is transformational identity. When I speak of transformation... I want us to think about where are we in our ministries? Where have we come from? And where can we go? Where can we go? What is my potential? Where can I go? I love what I, I've just picking up the, the calling this summer to change villages. I joined the Million Village Challenge. And I've just picking up the challenge to convert poverty villages and bring a poverty village out of poverty. To bring the whole village out of poverty. So I've just taken that calling upon myself and I've been trained in that and I've taken this initiative last July. And we're, we're, I started training and preparing my people to go into poor villages and developing nations and raise the whole village out of poverty. Which is something I've always wanted to do, but I thought you had to have you rich. And I learned that you don't have to be rich, but you have to help people discover what gifts and talents they have and, and help them to develop those things. So it's called asset-based, community asset-based development. You can sow. Oh, you can, you can do this. Oh, you can, you can plant things. And you help them to cultivate what they have, their talents, to bring them out of poverty. And they have this particular organization has raised thousands of villages out of poverty. And they focus in Afghanistan and in Nigeria with the Boko Haram. So they mostly work with Muslims. And what happens after three years, the entire village is out of poverty. And they become Christians and converted. They convert entire villages to Christ. Because they say the Muslims have never helped us. We've been Muslim for X hundred years. They've never helped us. Why are you helping us? And they say, it's what Jesus told us to do. And once they have money in their pocket, they have houses for the first time, they have running water, they can send their kids to school, they want to know about Jesus. So I've taken upon myself this initiative, and it will cost, the, the budget of this program, it's with the United Nations, it costs $15,000 per year. To do the work. You don't give them the money, but just to fly there and to have training materials. We start off with a medical exam. So you go into a village and you test all the children. And you find if they have dysentery, if they have viruses, and you start with the children. That's how you start this program. So it costs $15,000 a year. I couldn't see myself raising. You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the Word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the Word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen? Call 
now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD set. $15,000 because, you know, I'm Latino. And I thought, you know, those white people, they could get the money. Those blonde hair, blue eye people with the white smiles and ties, they could get the money. I can't. Like, people like him can. I'm a big guy with a Chicago attitude, and I'm a Latino. No one will give me that money. That's how I felt. I never said it, but that's how I've been feeling. And I got a word recently at, 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 at their house. And somebody said, you're worth the money. The Lord says, you're worth it. And then Aaron, the guy he's staying with, uh, the pastor from Nigeria, Aaron said, I feel the Lord saying he's going to bless you. Someone's going to give you $15,000. I said, that's, I said that, I, that's not only the amount, but the, the message, the, the other prophecy, the same night, the same meaning was that you're worth the money. You're worth it. And that meant something to me because, wait a minute, I felt like I'm not worth it. Because I'm from the gangs. I'm from the streets. I don't have a PhD without a change today. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. I trust you are blessed and encouraged. We have more on this series coming to you next week. So tune in next week and catch the broadcast. Make sure you call and send in a donation, send in a seed, support this ministry if it's blessed you in any way. If you think it will bless and encourage others, your financial support is very important. If you go to our website, nfbeijing.com forward slash store, you can get some of our ministry products, CDs, and we'll be offering the DVDs of all these sermons coming soon. So go visit us online, like us on Facebook, add our YouTube channel, where you're going to get a bunch of bonus materials, everything that you don't see on the show, you're going to get that on the YouTube channel, and of Church at YouTube, and be blessed and encouraged. We love you, we want to encourage you to re-dig the wells of our fathers, and also dig new wells for what God's going to do in our generation.